Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. I truly hope this finds each of you so very well. I'm speaking to you from my studio in West Orange, New Jersey, feeling very, very much, very deeply grateful to be welcoming Deborah Martin, who is a renowned intuitive healer, an international research lab certified medium, the author of six books, and an ordained healing minister to Grief and Rebirth podcast. Deborah, who is blessed with four children and three grandchildren, will be speaking to us from Cave Creek, Arizona. Deborah has had three near-death experiences, and she is also a survivor of cancer. After her third near-death experience in 2012, she had a profound out-of-body experience and a conversation with God. From this experience, her mediumship abilities became heightened. She was given the gift to heal, and she became the creator of a unique healing technique used nowhere else in the world. Deborah's connection with spirit, along with working with the FBI and media, has helped solve both murder and missing people cases. One of those cases reached international attention and was featured in 2015 on the cover story for Psychic News Magazine. Deborah has also been featured in national media, including two A&E documentaries. <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking with Deborah about the choice she was given to leave her family or go back to her earthly home during an out-of-body experience, how her most difficult hardships have been the source of her greatest lessons and blessings, her unique healing technique used nowhere else in the world, the famous murder and missing person case she helped to solve, and more. This will surely be a remarkable unforgettable interview that will enhance our faith and imbue each of us with hope. Hi, Deborah. Hi, I'm thank so you honored so much. and thrilled to welcome you to Green Earth Podcast. I am so excited and I can't thank you for having me on. I'm I, so I, excited. It, I mean, I, this is going to help so many people. I'm just so psyched. So let's begin with this question. Please tell us so people get to know you. Tell us about your childhood, including how young you were when you knew you had a gift, and share what happened during your adolescence that revealed your natural gift of clairvoyance. Okay, so at the age of four, I started seeing spirits in, in my room when it was time to go to bed. So you hear a lot of children say, I don't want to go to bed. I need my light on. I'm a little afraid of the dark. Well, those are the words that I used to say because I would see them and I'd be frightened, but it wasn't something I knew, is this real? Do I say anything to my parents? What do I, you know, just, can I come downstairs? My answer was always no. So I kind of blocked that out out of fear. I shut them out. And then as I 
it was what 1997 when I had my first car accident. It shifted me, and that and that car accident, divine intervention came, and it kind of woke me up. Like, what was that? What's happening here? And that opened the door to spirituality. Spirituality, and when that happened, it kind of rocked my world. Like, wait a minute, I think this sounds familiar. I think all of this, I, you know, it was kind of opening that door again. Right. You want to tell them what happened? Cause I remember reading this in your book, but that was an amazing thing. You were like lifted out of the car before <laughs> impact, right? There was something. Well, there were two car accidents. The first one in 1997, I was hit by, um, uh, on the freeway and we took out 40 feet of guardrail and I show pictures in the book of what the car looked like. We shouldn't have survived. And divine intervention came to that one. And I heard before impact, I knew it was going to happen. I didn't even want to get in the car that night to go home. So the premonition was there before impact. I heard like something's going to happen. I said, no, no, no. You know, I'm a mother of three. I'm single. I need to, I need to be here. And then bang. That's when we spun and ended up facing um, cars on a freeway. So I was able to get out of that one. The second one when I, that you're talking about, I was hit by someone with a diabetic seizure and he was going like 60 miles an hour. And he just, I was at a stop and he hit me like this and my car spun around. And right when impact, cause I had no idea it was gonna happen. I was watching from above. And I can remember a strong being behind me felt comforting, never saw, but I heard the words, are you ready? And when I heard those words, I'm like, no, I, I, my life's too good. I have three kids at home. I was just engaged like the weekend before. And I, I looked down and I'm like, but I'm not going to survive that. Split second. I was in the car in the back seat of this, of a four door that was now like two doors. And I had a mouthful of glass police, police officer was out at the window and there was, there was another man there. And he goes, are you okay, sir? You're okay, sir. And at that moment, the man said, no, I don't know how I didn't crush her. That moment, I remember seeing it from another dimension. He was going to crush me. There's no way I was going to make it. But Somebody, he said, took his steering wheel and put him into oncoming traffic, and he was really shaken. That opened my whole vision of, wait a minute, I was somewhere else. I heard spirit speak to me. I know spirit has a voice. Who was that? And I started developing my mediumship again. It just clearly opened and I got studied by Dr. Gary Schwartz, Dr. Julie Beichel, became a certified medium, and everything just started unfolding. Wow. Now, those two accidents, were they two of your near-death experiences? And, and I know you've had three near-death experiences, and you had an out-of-body experience. And you were given a choice to leave your family or go back to your earthly home. So, yes. Okay. So, the first for what? Yeah, so the first car wreck, there was no out-of-body. It was just that premonition. Second one was out-of-body. And then the third one was out-of-body. And so there, I'll tell you why and what each three of them have taught me as, you know, because each gave a lesson, but then there was one big lesson out of all three. And so, like I said, the first one, 
kind of the spirituality. Second one opened my door to mediumship. And the third one, I was sick and dying and I was being seen by Mayo Clinic and the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I was in extreme pain. Now, if you've ever had children, you know what it's like to have birth. I was like having birth anytime I take a little teeny bite of cracker, a little sip of water, extreme pain. So in order to go to the doctors, I wouldn't eat for three, four days. And then I looked fine. They just thought I had anorexia. But because I was in such pain, I was asking God to take me. Just take me. I can't live like this. And that's hard when you have children. I had three, three children that didn't live with me, but I had a young child that lived at home with me. But at that point, you lost your dignity. You lost your hope. You lost everything to say, you know what? Enough's enough. And that's what happened. One day, spiritual surgeons showed up in my room. And being a medium, I wasn't afraid. I saw them. And they were wearing their masks. And I thought, oh, well, maybe they're come to heal me. And I can remember them going in and working on me. And it was very, very painful. And in order to remove myself from that pain, I said, I'm just going to close my eyes and I'm going to take a deep breath. And when I took that deep breath, I transitioned out of my body. Wow. And I can remember floating up. I can remember, wow, I'm not in any pain anymore. I, I, this feels great. I didn't understand it, but I wasn't afraid of it. And I could feel like I was just floating. And then I came what looked like clouds. And while I was in this, this white clouds, I saw these hands come towards me. And now they were lifting me and carrying me. I'm like, wow, I must be sick. Well, what was happening? I was, my soul was watching my body, my human body being carried. And at that moment, I knew I was really sick and I was in the arms of God. And God laid my body on a beam of light. And he took me into this space and had a conversation. And when I had that conversation with him, he said, we all have a lifespan contract and we're born with it. But you, you, we can change this here today on 121.12. Notice the numbers. You had to die at that time. It, I was, yes, I was on borrowed time. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so he said, but we can change this. Remember these numbers, 121.12, all numbers are reversible and I will reverse this. So I, I only re- read part of the contract and I remember the word health being there saying, well, wait a minute, health means nothing to me. I need healthy, right? I want to be, I don't want to go back to that pain. And I asked if I could see my parents can I see my parents? And they said, no, because if I saw them, I wouldn't want to go back. And I said, can I just stay here? I'm bartering. Can I stay here a little longer? No, but it feels so good. And I felt so loved. And so I do remember coming back and I was given a gift. I was given the gift of healing. And when I came back, I can remember going into my body and taking a breath like you've been underwater for a long time, (gasps) like that. And I was like, what just happened? And through um, about six months, I saw that I was healing. And then I was given the, the gift to heal others. The doctors must have been amazed. The doctors must have been. Yeah, because they couldn't away. figure out what was wrong with me. And I asked God, why, why aren't they being able to find the reason? And this will help the viewers that are not getting a diagnosis. 
what I was told is if you had a diagnosis, you would always label yourself with it. You would say, I have, I have this, or I had this. You'd be, let it become a part of you because you don't know what it was. It was never a part of you. You can let it go. So that can be a, a layer of healing for people going, well, maybe I'm not supposed to find it out so that I can just heal it. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. Or at least if they have something and they're given a name, they need to not totally identify themselves with that. Yes. And what I've learned through my healing is when you find the name then you ask it the reason, like I had cancer as a healer, that's hard. But I had to ask it, what are you here for? What do you want to teach me? Um, not that I, I want to tell anybody I have it, but I want you to teach me what you have to, to teach me so I can say goodbye to you. Right. So now was that your experience with cancer that you had? Because I know you had stage four cancer. That was a whole nother. That was another one. Deborah, you're very colorful. Yes. So, so, the, <laughs> so, so, the, so the three, you know, the car accidents, the auto body. That opened my mediumship, that opened my healing abilities. I combined my mediumship and my healing together. And what that taught me, the big aha out of having all three was that no matter how we die, car accident, out of body sickness, we don't feel pain, we're taken before that. So anyone that's, that's worried that they weren't with their loved one, during COVID, um, or that they were they were killed in a traumatic way. You know, we have war going on that we see, or car accidents. Know that they were taken and they were in the arms of a loving being that was holding them, that they were okay, they didn't feel pain. I can say that a hundred percent. And I think that's why I had to go through it all three different ways. So that you could help other people and you experienced your it yes. yourself. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and I, and when uh, coming back to my own experience, I've been told many times his soul lifted up out of his body before the actual impact that killed him, you know, that killed his body. That he, but he was gone first, was gone right? First. Yes. 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 And some people say, okay, well, if a person is in the bed for a long time and you're stand, sitting at their, their bedside, where are they? They're, outside of their body waiting probably giving you and them that time to converse and they can hear you during that time right now even if a person is screaming or carrying on that they're supposedly in pain their soul is often yet on the other side right right Mm -hmm. so um you always say that your most difficult hardships have been the source of your greatest lessons and blessings (laughs) You know, so what would you like to share with us about all of that? Okay, so coming from this COVID experience, we've all been sharing. Well, I think the lesson with COVID is that we just need to know that they're okay on the other side. And we need to have compassion, no matter what, whether we believe in COVID or not believe in COVID, we need to have compassion for what's going on. That's, that's what it's about is unity, be here together for one another, and try not to judge through it. Um, but my greatest lesson from my hardship, I would say with cancer, I, it it shook me. I was like, what me, a healer. I was in my best physical shape. It came out of nowhere. I was shocked. Why, why did I get cancer? And why wouldn't I get cancer? 
Why am I better than anyone else that does get cancer, right? So you had to come to terms with that. But then I had to say, I was asking the question, but why? And what did you want for me to learn from this? I already have compassion. I do healings for people all over the world. I had no idea what the compassion meant on a whole nother level. I am now, when I'm healing someone with cancer or a terminal illness, I've seen what they go, have gone through. It's, and I can walk the walk and I can feel that compassion. I'm no longer looking from the, the outside door in the healing, I'm there with them. And so that was one of the reasons I received cancer. I totally resonate with that in a different way, Deborah, because I had a really tough childhood. And I think that's one of the things that has spurred me on to do this work with the healing community, because I don't want people to suffer like, like that. Yeah, I got the chills when you said that. It's like everything we go through gives us a lesson of growth and opportunity. And that's what's happening with you. And that's what's happened with me. I, I could have just been, woes me. And, and instead I embraced it. And that's the one thing I think we all need to learn as no matter what we're going through, embrace it with love. You know, we get frustrated when our bodies don't work. Like let's say you twisted your ankle and you, you got your wobbling. You get frustrated because I can't take my walks now. I can't go on my jogs now. It's limiting you. But what's that saying to your body? I'm frustrated, frustrated with you. So if a child that you were taking care of was sick, would you be frustrated with that child? Or would you embrace that child? So I say, you have to embrace your body no matter what's going through. It's magnificent. It's worked through so much for you through the years. And if you can just embrace it with love and compassion during, like I embrace cancer with love. They say, we're going to fight this. We're going to get this. We're going to kill this. I said, no, I'm going to love this. In a way, it's it's a way of loving yourself too. It's a form of self-love. It's loving your body. It's loving yourself and love heals. That's the energy, right? I call my um, healings God's love. I want to talk about your special healing too soon for everyone who hasn't um, gotten this loud and clear. Deborah is a renowned medium and an intuitive healer. So I want to know how combining your gift as an intuitive healer with your mediumship enhances your, you know, your intuitive with your mediumship readings enhances healing. And please describe your unique healing technique which I've been so eager to hear about <laughs> nowhere else in the world. Okay. So I'm just going to start with the basics. Okay? okay. So first of all, somebody would email me and say, I need a healing. I don't want to know anything about them. Right. All I want is their picture. So now that I take their picture, I go into my healing room. I'm going to start in prayer. I'm going to set the room up. I'm going to be wearing all white to cleanse my body. And then when I lay down as their proxy, I place their picture on my abdomen so that I can be their proxy. So I can see on their body what needs to be healed. So I can feel what needs to be healed. So I can hear what needs to be healed and voice what needs to be healed. Now we go to emotional with physical and spiritual. So when I see, I might see spiritual surgeons Remember, I saw them for myself. Mm-hmm. I might see loved ones come into the room. Room, let's say it's for grief. I might see um, just 
the genetics of their life and what's what's going on, whatever vision God gives me, sometimes they're the the wildest visions, and I have to say them even if I don't trust them, but they always are what resonates. This last one that I did was like, oh, we're going to go out of body. We're going to go to another dimension. So go with me. Now, they're not on the phone with me. They're in their sacred space. I'm having the vision. I'm speaking through an MP4 recording. Then I send it across the world for them to listen to. And it's like, oh, you know, you have brain cancer. You have this. I know nothing. And it's always right. So with this, this one was interesting. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. Oh, I'm seeing Mary Poppins. We're like Mary Poppins. Do you not know that Mary Poppins was what she grew up to learn English? Mary Poppins is what her mom calls her, the way she packs her bag when she travels home. Her husband even calls her Mary Poppins. Like, I'm thinking she's going to think I'm crazy, right? But that's just something that was part of her journey where we went to another space. I sometimes take them out of body to see why they are going through the pain that they're going through. Um, I've also connected with loved ones where I take them to meet, like, let's say they lost a child or they lost a spouse. We go on a spiritual journey and we meet them and they have a conversation with them. They'll feel their embrace. They'll feel their love. It's just phenomenal. It's beautiful. But like I said, I have no idea what's going to transpire in every healing. And so however it is, whether it's emotional, physical, spiritual, it will show up. And like I said, the mediumship, it allows me to speak what I'm seeing and allows me to see spirit and take them on these spiritual journeys. And then the healing, because I've had an out-of-body experience, I'm able to take them out of body to have these experiences. And then far as the healing goes, I also feel people's pain. So people get upset because they're like, you're like screaming at times where the pain's really hard. Well, that's a gift that I feel because when I feel I don't deny what's being done on the body. And when the session's over, you know, it, I'm not going to feel that anymore. But it can be intense where I'm exhausted afterwards. What a blessing you are. I can't now you laugh. <laughs> There's a lot that goes on in one Oh session. my God. <laughs> when you lay there and you put the picture on your abdomen, does it have to be a full body picture? Yes, it does. Thank you for asking that. People say, do you want us, us to wear clothing? I'm like, yes, please wear clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I also want to tell everyone that one of the, I mean, you've written six fascinating, wonderful books, but one of them, is called Proof of Miracles. In fact, I just suggested it to someone to read. Proof okay. of Miracles, Profound True Stories of Hope and Healing. Can you, I mean, there was this incredible, amazing healing story for a young child named Willa. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna let Spirit tell you what other story to tell us from your vast collection of people who you've helped. Oh, you don't wanna talk about Willa? I wanna talk about Willa and you choose one more in addition okay. to Willa. Okay. So Baby Willa, she came in, for, she was an emergency healing. I, I got the call that she needed emergency healing and she was in the hospital at 15 and a half months in Boston Mass Hospital. And her husband was like very skeptic, like, well, what could this woman do all across the country that knows nothing about my daughter, right? So they're there and I'm in the healing room and all of a sudden, 
I'm feeling this pain in the back of my neck and in my ear, excruciating, I'm screaming. And I felt my ear pop and I felt water, like physical water come out of my ear. So I'm expressing this, right? That it's in this part of the neck and it's, it's coming and coming out of the ear. Well, um, then I told this family, I was a little afraid to, sh to share this MP4 because I told the exact day that she would it would be three weeks from the date from this day that she would be um, released and healthy, but it wouldn't be an easy journey that only these spiritual surgeons could do the work that the physical doctors could not. That's strong language to be said. And so what ended up happening is she went through a lot of, of surgeries, MRIs, everything. Doctors said that there was pus in the back of the neck that normal, it would be, it would flow downwards, right? And it would be fatal. Well, one day the mother was sitting there and this pus started popping out of her ear. Wow. When it broke through tissue and it came up out of gravity going north, you know, up and out, the, the doctors couldn't explain it. It went down into medical history. Um, in their history books. But what happened then is Willow left three, three weeks to the day from when I said it. And so when the father listened to it, when he went home, he was blown away. Of course he but, was. Of mm -hmm. course. That, that's in some ways, sometimes that's the sweetest kind of blown away <laughs> because they're so skeptical. And all of a sudden they do experience this miracle and tell us one more what other one would you like to tell us about you know i think it's important that i talk about what is a miracle and and how miracles can turn out the way that we don't think it's going to because i don't want people to think that you know i can heal everyone right because if i could i would be god my intention is you receive the healing you wish well so this one woman came in for a healing um, it was, I mean, requested a healing and she was dying. So what could I do for her? Right. I'm like, well, you don't say no, she's here. God brought her. So I can remember in the healing session, I was laying down and I felt like I had to throw up. Like I felt bile, like I was really going to throw up this bile. And I was explaining this. And I'm like, oh, this is awful. And so after the session, she had emailed me that she was throwing that bile at the exact same time I was feeling it. So in her healing session, God took her to a space, had a conversation with her and said, ever since she was younger, and that makes me tear up, that she was told she was unworthy by her parents. That she was not pretty enough. She was not skinny enough. And that. God said, but you are beautiful. How could you, you know, have them tell me that I created you not beautiful. Mm. See what they would say, right? Well, this was her greatest gift because she shut it. And she said, I feel like I'm fully healed. And if there's anything that needed to be healed, that needed to be healed even more than my cancer. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a big statement. So her last two weeks on life, everybody said that she was not in pain, that she was back to herself, that she was able to go to a retreat with her friends, that they, they got her Brenda back. Well, 
she passed without having any holding on to any of that, right? She left the baggage go. She, she had basically healed. Healed in another way right, than what right. I thought was what I wanted, right? It wasn't about me. I thought, okay, come on, we're going to heal this, right? She's going to survive. And I, I could not wait to meet her because we. she's like, should I tell people to stop planning my funeral? I'm like, well, it's okay to have that in place. But we had so much hope. And so... I can tell you, I cried afterwards. I really am in tune with these clients of mine. They become an imprint in my heart. And I want what I want, but I have to then say, God, what happened? He's like, you're not the boss. And you have to remember, you're just the instrument and vessel. And everybody will receive something, but it may not be what you think it is. And that's why I think this one's important to show. Because... I don't want it to be like, oh, wow, look at this, right? She healed cancer, which I have and, and brain cancer and emotional and everything else. But there's also this other part where you can heal other things that you're holding on to before you pass. Well, she may have had to come through, come back many lifetimes to continue to heal this piece with her parents. Meanwhile, she had the blessing of having that closure and healing before she crossed over. You're right. And she's now working um, with Suzanne Giesman um from the other side and she's doing remarkable work and she's even came through afterwards to Suzanne saying that it was an easy transition because of it it was a gift what is she doing from the other side that's fascinating too yeah she's just speaking through and helping people in fact a client a client of mine told me that she came to me because she felt Brenda on the other side guide her to me. Wow. Wow. They, because they had similarities. She read my book. She knew that Brenda was pushing. So, yeah, we never know how she's working, but she's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> wonderful. That's so wonderful. Well, it reminds me of my mother who passed in May, and my mother came through someone and said, well, tell me what you want me to do. I want to help you. I want to do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a list, mom. Um, so let me, um, I know people are curious about the murder and missing person case you helped to solve. That's so cool. That garnered international attention and was featured in 2015 on the cover story for Psychic News Magazine. You want to tell us about that? That was every day the FBI comes to you and says, will you help us uh, with this case? You know, there was no case at first. So that's what was interesting. This this a TV um, network came to me and said, can we bring someone in and do a cold reading and show people what it's like? I said, sure. I knew the producer is a friend of mine. So they brought someone that they knew I wouldn't know. And so this woman comes with her aunt and her son and they're sitting on my couch and she wants to talk to her deceased aunt. So it was actually her mother that was there with her on the couch. Sorry about that. So her mother's sister on the other side. I'm like, okay. So I got all these details of what happened to her in the previous days leading up to coming here. So she knew without a shadow of a doubt, it was her aunt. So I'm speaking all of that and a vision goes across my face, like, like a movie, just a clip. And I was taken back like, oh my God, oh my God how do I tell her that her aunt's been murdered? Does she know? 
So I said, I need to tell you something, but I want to tell you this with grace because she doesn't want you to be concerned. She's, she's okay. You know, you heard from her, right? And they're like, yeah. I go, you know that she's okay because you trust all the information she gave for just now. And she, they're like, yes. And I go, well, did do you think she died of like stomach cancer or heartache, heart attack? And they're like, yeah, that's what we were told. And I said, um, I was so scared. Let me tell you, I was so scared. So I said, your aunt was um, murdered and she, you should have seen the shock on their faces. And I said, so I told her, she wanted to know who, how, and why, right? So because of the vision, I was able to say how she died, that she was strangled, that it was over a fight that they were asking her to sign papers property. And that I described two men. It was interesting. She described two men. Think, and it sounded like it was all in one, but she would, they were two separate. So I was like, he has this big Afro hair and um, he's wearing a blue shirt. I think you know this man because you have a picture of him in, with her in this blue shirt. And then I go, I'm getting the name and I'm going, mm, 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 and the name Marcos comes out. Well, they leave. I gave them all the information. It had to, our session had to um, and erupt quick because our helicopters here, two of our helicopters collided and they crashed at that moment. And the guy that was the producer for me, that was his friend that was in the helicopter and he showed up in my room. So now these people were Hispanic and now I'm looking and I'm like, this person does is I don't know. And I looked at the producer and I looked at this and I go, there's a man here for you. And he says, Oh shit. Instantly his phone's ringing that the helicopter's crashed and he had to leave. So that was a whole nother thing that went on with that. Wow. But anyway, she went back to Peru. She exhumed the body. They bring the body back up. The coroner says there's no way that this has been buried for three months. All organs were still intact, like blood still there. They were able to say that there was no stomach cancer. There was no heart attack, that she did indeed die of asphyxiation. So that was done. She got an investigator. They went and found that her property was signed, but then it was forged for the second signature so that they knew that, okay, we have something going on. Somebody's purchased her property. Then she's going down the street with a relative and says, well, is there name? Is there somebody on the street that knows of who this is? And they go, yeah, there's, there's a name on the street that people know who this, this the murderer is. And they're like, his name is Marcos. And she went, what? So she called me and said, Deborah, 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 do you remember the name Marcos? I'm like, Marita, where are you? She's like, I'm in Peru. We found him. So Marcos was the guy that overmasterminded everything. Jesus was the man in the blue shirt that was his gar her gardener in a picture with her aunt. So it all, and he's the one with the afro. He commit, he admitted to the crime. Jesus did and was put in jail for 30 years. Wow. And what happened to Marcos? Marcos is kind of like a mafia man. And so no one's touching him. 
And they're like, Deborah, do you want to come to Peru? I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not my job. But they were able to, it took her seven years, they were able to get their property back. Wow. So Marcos is still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. We're still thinking that he's going, that Jesus is going to rat on him on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, that'll be another podcast episode. We'll have another, you know, that'll be another exciting episode. Um, you say it's really important for people to love and embrace their bodies during the healing process, which we sort of touched on, and that love helps healing. Why, Deborah, in the whole total scheme of things, is it important for people to heal? Why should they really go out of their way and face the pain or whatever is, you know, yeah. them? Why should they so go what, so what, what happens is we have to feel to heal. You know, that's one of the comments I always say, we have to feel to heal. Sometimes it's painful. We don't want to go to those spaces because it's easier just to bury it. But as we bury it, you know, more stuff gets on top and top and top and it's got to come out some way. And as it comes out, you don't, you want to heal those, those painful things. So it doesn't come out in, in cancer or in another way for you to say, okay, I have to recognize it now. I have to go through this. Why? Um, so it's important to recognize it, to heal it, to, to feel it. And sometimes people say, well, how do I feel it? How do I go to those places with, when I don't even know they're there? That's when you sit and just be, and you, you're quiet with yourself and saying, what am I holding on to? It'll come out, maybe start journaling, you know, it'll come out and then just cry. Let it, let those tears run and shed it. Um, it's the greatest gift you can give yourself. And there are so many people like Deborah, people in, on the podcast, people in the community who can help you if you can't, if you can't quite get in touch with it on your own, they can help you to get in touch with it and purge it out of your body and out of your psyche. Well, that's interesting because I, you know, there are people that have come to me that couldn't figure out what their problem was. And so we had to go to those deep cores. And so a lot of it happened when they were a child or even when they were in their parents' womb or even that it came from their parents' genetics, that it was, that came down into the family, you know, like, you know, they were in war and now they're feeling anxiety. Where did that war come in? It was just handed down. And so by being able to recognize those things are able to shed it. Yeah, it's, it's just so important. Um, how about sharing the many ways gratitude has become your foundation for living, which I relate to because I'm the same <laughs> way. And I, it's just a wonderful way to be. I think if we can embrace gratitude, right now the world's really tough and we're seeing a lot of heavy stuff and it's like how, how to be grateful. Well, if we can find one piece to be grateful for, like, oh, I get to take a walk today. When I had cancer, I couldn't walk. So now it's like, look at the things that you can do and be grateful for it. The simple things I can cook or I can do a load of laundry or I can see, you know, the sunsets. You know, Singapore, you can't see sunsets. So if I can see a sunset, I have a gift. That gratitude helps me when I'm watching maybe a news that is sad, right? It's that balance. It's that vibrational balance. So gratitude is a great foundation to walk with because it'll help you get through life. It gives you a different perspective. It helps you keep hope. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
I know you have private healing sessions, monthly global distant healings, you have readings, and you have a Power of Prayer Facebook page. Let it rip, Deborah. Tell us about all of them. <laughs> okay, so a private session is a one-on-one -on -one where you're going to get your messages. You're going to get what's dealing with you. You're going to have individual. Um, it's going to be more personalized, right? Well, they come to you for mediumship, but they also need healing. Do you sometimes get that message that they need more? Than just to hear from their deceased loved one does it work that yeah way? so that's where they can have a healing with reading so that's like okay let's go in let's go have that spiritual journey let's connect you two together i'm trying i'm really focused more on the healing readings because i believe there's healing as well for them um and i do do readings on the side but i'm really limited because i'm so busy with the healing so that is offered yes so you can have private you can have a private with reading and you can have a distant global i try to make things so that if you want to have a family group session you can do it all as one if you want to have join a global group which is really really nice we join hands all around the world and i believe each each group is formed with those people with similar things that are going on in their lives and the words come in i say own them all just for you don't pretend that you're not there you know with everybody else those are words just for you and what's interesting is what i find i hear back everybody saying oh my gosh i had that left knee pain well i had that left knee pain well i had that left knee pain i'm like yes i know i'm sure you did and they and, all look from it right after these sessions yeah and yeah, and we're all holding hands globally. And if you if you do that, right, and you have people all around the world with the same intention of a miracle, that just raises that. Right. So a person can, so people can get on your site and you do this once a month and they can sign up for this. It's an online thing and they, and they can sit there as part of it and whatever's going on with them, it'll probably be healed during that session. Yes, and it could be an emotional thing, a physical thing, a spiritual thing. Um, I've, I have um, people that have joined several of them because they're finding that each one's giving them something different because not one of my healings are ever the same. I never know what's going to transpire. It's fascinating. Sometimes afterwards, I'm like, wow, that was cool. <laughs> that, is, that is really cool. I do you do it like in a certain on a certain day or a certain time or how does that work, Deborah? For the groups, mm -hmm. um, I try to focus on Thursdays at 11 o'clock um, a.m. And right now that's in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now that's Pacific Standard Time, but that changes unless we stop changing our time zone. Yeah. Right. And what is this Power of Prayer Facebook page you've got? So the Power of Prayer Facebook page is for people to go on and they can just put, I need prayer. I need a prayer for this. And so I'll go on there. And I'll see different people's names and I add them to a list that I just, I put on my altar and I say, this person needs this prayer for this. This person needs their prayer for this. So that other people that are reading it too, that raises the vibration because we're all praying for one another. And so that's why I put that together. That's beautiful. Thank Tell you. us all the ways that everyone watching us on YouTube, <laughs> listening to us on podcasts, social media everywhere how is the best way for everyone to connect with you and you've also got this really gracious buy one give one free to a friend or family member offer for the global distance group healing when this interview 
airs, which is fantastic. Our whole family of grief and rebirth podcasts will probably <laughs> get on. So tell us all about that. How they uh, Okay, so you just want to go to my website at www.goldenmiracles.com. Goldenmiracles.com. Okay. Goldenmiracles.com. And so then if you're going to do the two for one at Global Distance, just mention your name, okay, that you listen to this podcast and that it's I'm offering the two for one for this specific um, group. It'll be a one-time offer and we'll put that up when we, um, oh, we're gonna when put, we put that the podcast up. From, yeah. We'll put that all together from our end. So they can either say grief and rebirth or they can say Irene. Right. That'd be perfect. And okay. so, and so the groups are $99. So they're basically getting two for 99. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. How long does those sessions usually go Deborah? They'll last an hour. And so um, even sure, a private a session is an hour. In an hour. There is a lot going on in one hour. Yes. And so remember, you're just sitting in your, your space. I just need your picture and you get the recording after to listen to. So you can take in what you're feeling. You might feel energy. You might feel tingling. You might feel crying. You might, some people are sleeping because they're in another country. Some people are working. Some people want to be outside in nature walking. There's no right or wrong way. And some people feel nothing and receive the healing. So Right. And do you know they what? all need the full length picture? They all need, they need the whole, full length picture. The whole thing. Okay. And tell us how experiencing joy raises our vibration. And what is your important tip for finding joy in life? The Deborah okay. tip. Joy. Joy, I feel when we look for joy, we're embracing ourselves with a hug. Right. So joy makes laughter right laughter brings joy that makes you feel good so any kind of joy that you can find is going to make you feel good personally it's giving yourself some self-care so what is joy to me i love listening to the birds the birds bring me joy um, music can bring me joy just taking a walk in nature can bring me joy but if i'm not able to do that like with cancer i there was nothing i could do so some of you might be so sick like well how can i find joy and joy might come from somebody in your family that's sitting there that can tell you a story to make you laugh. Joy might come from, you know what? I'm still here and I have the time where I can meditate, right? That will bring me joy. So whatever it is that brings you peace within, it surrounds us. It's love. It surrounds us everywhere. Find it because it will raise your vibration. And the more you do it, that vibration, all of a sudden people feel on you. Like, have you ever walked into a room and go, oh my God, I love that person. She just resonates so much love. Well, that's that joy that you, the more you do it every day, the more it fills you up. And people are attracted to it. People will be attracted to it. Be so mm -hmm. attracted to it. Deborah, you are a blessing. Oh, truly you. are. You were born with the light within. You carry the light. And it shines outwardly from you for everyone to see. That light is love and love heals. I encourage everyone to read your uplifting books, especially Proof of Miracles, to check out your Power of Prayer Facebook page and to join your global distant group healing, especially the one being offered to our Grief and Rebirth podcast audience, where they can embrace your incredibly generous offer to also help heal 
a friend or family member. I mean, that is amazing and so wonderful. Oh my God. What a I just want to, I just want to thank you for that. Everything you said was so beautiful. I'm just in awe with how beautiful you are, thank but I you. want people to know too, that if they go to my website page on the contact page are all the ways you can find my YouTubes, my Facebooks. It's all right there. It's easy. It's not like they have to search. Instagram's there. Everything's there. And it'll be so worth it. This is, it'll be so worth it. I want to thank you from my heart for the gift of this interview. So filled with healing miracles and love. And I want to thank you for all the ways you're helping people heal throughout the world. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com. And make sure to follow us and like us on social <laughs> at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and especially on YouTube. Like, subscribe, hit notify to make sure you'll get inspiring, incredible, wonderful interviews like this one with Deborah coming your way. Thank you so much, as I like to say, to be continued, many blessings, and bye for now. Thank you.